Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. This is a critical topic for anyone in our listening audience out there who might be a prospective right way client, but just also for all of us that are writers and haven't probably like been into the pitching process before. I, and you, you said it, Rhea, this is, this is something, I, I think this is going to be a benefit to all of you because we really need to get clear about what the steps involved are. Yes. And what to yes, expect. Yes. And what to yes. Expect. Yes. And what to expect. So, you know, when clients come to us, they traditionally, I should say, want to be published in terms of what I mean by that is they want to land a literary agent and they want a book deal. They want to get paid for their book. And in the past, we've done a lot of podcasts on actual process and how to pitch and all of these things. But today we're actually going to take it like a huge, huge step back and start with the most fundamental principles of what what a literary agent is, what they do, how you land one, what happens once you pitch, and then what your responsibility is once you pitch, and then what happens from there. Like, how is your book bought? What really happens? I think these are things that, you know, we always talk about in our consultation calls, but I think sometimes you know, clients are so focused on the end result and just like getting a book published or, or going through the process of of creating the book proposal or getting their book edited if it's fiction that they're not really hearing and not really understanding how this all works or what it all means. I, I could not agree more because I do feel like the the for a lot of our clients, especially in the manuscript side and the fiction manuscript, and we've said this a number of times before, guys, if you're writing a nonfiction manuscript that gets pitched to agents with a proposal, if you're pitching a fiction manuscript, you're you're pitching the uh, with a query letter and or potentially uh, the uh, some sample chapters or the first or the whole manuscript. Uh, I feel like every time we get to the point in the process where we do start pitching, even though we've talked it through a number of times, is it's like we're talking about it for the first time. For the first time, and yes. It's like anything that we've gone over is like, wait, what? Well, and, yeah. yeah. And I think because we take care of the pitching. So I think a lot of times like it's in one ear, not the other. But for those who don't work with us or really want to know how it works, you know, you can Google like how to pitch an agent, but but really understanding what that agent does, how you land one, and then what they do from there. That's where we're going to start. So say that you have a nonfiction book proposal. You've you've completed it. It's polished. It's ready to go. Or say you have a manuscript that is super edited, proofed, and ready to go. So you create what is called the query letter. And we have done a podcast on query letters that we can link to in the show notes. But that is basically your pitch. So you're either pitching their proposal or you are pitching your novel. You are pitching to 
a literary agent. Now, a literary agent is much like a real estate agent in that they are there to help guide and build your career. They are there to sell your book. So a literary agent is the one who actually sells your book to a publisher. They are not the ones who buy your book. If you get an agent, that does not mean that you have landed a book deal. And that is the number one biggest misconception is like, I've got an agent, so my book is published. And what what people need to understand, and I say it and have said it before, is that I think in my experience, landing a literary agent is more difficult than landing a book deal, like getting someone to say yes to you who believes in your project um, is critical step number one. Now, a literary agent does not get paid unless you sell your book. So they are there for you working for free. When they say like, hey, I love your project. I would love to represent you. That is that all that means is that they are taking your proposal or they are taking your manuscript. They're going to go through it. You're going to sign a little agreement that says that this person represents you usually for a year. Again, no money. No money is exchanged. If someone asks you for money, you better run the other way. That is not a literary agent. (laughs) And from there, 100%, from there, they are going to compose a list of editors at publishing houses that they will pitch your manuscript to or that they will pitch your proposal to. And the editor at a publishing house is who makes an offer for your book. So an agent represents you free of charge. And then an editor is the one that buys the book or makes an offer for your book. Now, if an editor comes to you or comes to your agent and is like, I want to pay you $50,000 for this book, then your agent makes 15%, 1-5% of any money that you make pretty much in your career. So it's it's a big distinguishing factor between you know what an agent does. They're the ones that have the relationships with editors. They're the ones that are going to be working for you, trying to get you to, you know, get your foot in the door to sell your book. But what happens, what I see happen with our clients is we pitch to literary agents for them. So that is something that we do. And like nine times out of 10, you know, we'll we'll send out these query letters. We've done the research on the right agents. We blind copy them. And then they're just kind of like, like now what happens? Like, what what's going to happen now? Like they they it'll be three days and they're, they'll be like, what are the updates? Should I reach out to to see if they've read it? And that's the thing, too. So one of the biggest things when you pitch is the waiting game. On average, it can take an agent two weeks up to six weeks even to read your query letter or request a book proposal and or your manuscript. So that's number one. You are not constantly checking in with them. They are either going to get to it or they are going to pass. And no amount of emails or, you know, checking in is going to make a difference. So really understanding that when you are pitching to an agent, they are probably receiving hundreds, if not thousands of query letters Um, So you are just one in that massive, massive, massive stack. So it is going to take some time to hear back. Well, and I also think, I think another like, 
another point to make, and I think this is where a lot of people get into trouble because they've they're overthinking this part of it is like is you, the the agent is is will do the job of pitching your book for you if you end up working with them and reiterating what Ria said like they they get paid when you get paid so like they i mean and i don't like there are some really fucking excellent agents out there but they don't like owe you anything and you don't in large part i think one of the things that i see that I, 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 and I think it's, it does, it's to their detriment. A lot of writers go into the pitching process with agents, that submitting process, trying to like play a game with the agents and the agents aren't people that you have to play any kind of game with. They need all of the information laid out. Yes. This is like, the, yes. this is, you want to give them the ABCs of your book. You don't have to do any kind of dance. They need to know exactly what they need to know because they're the ones that are going to craft the cell. So you just give them all the information that they need to, to craft the cell and they'll decide if it's a cell worth crafting. Absolutely. And we, you know, we write our, I mean, most of our clients are nonfiction. So I write those query letters I let the the client look at them. They can tweak it if they want to. And then we send it out. Now with fiction, like what you just said, a lot of fiction writers will be like, ooh, I'm writing a, a thriller and I don't want to give away the plot points. No, give away the plot points because they need to know exactly what happens to know if they can sell it or not, or if it's something that they even want to read. So the whole idea with trying to get an agent with your pitch letter is being you know, presenting an idea that is like hooky enough that they want to say, yes, I want to read that book. Please send it to me immediately. Um, so that's step one is you want to play that game and like perfecting your pitch. So they want to, they want to read more. Now this is exactly how it works. Okay. So you send out your query letter to an agent. We always suggest only sending out to five at a time if you're doing it on your own. So you can actually get feedback and see if you have an issue with your pitch. Um, if you don't get any requests, that usually is an indication that you need to work on your query letter. But let's say you get a request for your book proposal or a request for a partial manuscript or a full manuscript, okay? So from there, this is all via email, you would send that to them. And then you wait. Again, if someone is reviewing your entire manuscript, if you've written a novel, it can take a few months to hear back, at least. If someone is reviewing your proposal, I'd give them a good six weeks, um, at least, to go through it. Now, a lot of the agents we work with, because we send them, they'll get back to us like within two weeks. Like They'll get back to us really quickly. But let's say that you hear back. Um, from an agent, they've read your manuscript, they've read your proposal, and they say, hey, I'm I'm really interested in this. I would like to set up a call with you. Now, this is when we prep our clients for what questions to ask an agent. We also have another um, podcast around that that we will link to in the show notes because, again, you are the one that is really vetting them. You want to make sure that they're passionate about your project, that they understand what you want to do. You want to find out what type of agent they are. So it's really a kind of, you know, meet and greet conversation to just feel each other out a little bit. Um, usually if an agent asks to hop on the phone with you, nine times out of 10, they are going to offer you representation. Okay. So it's your time to ask any questions that you want to. 
to make sure that it feels right, that you feel good about it. From there, what tends to happen is they will get their paperwork together. If they are going to offer you representation, they send you a very simple contract, which can take a, a you know a few days up to a week for them to send. I always suggest you know getting somebody who's very like contract savvy to look it over or get a lawyer to look it over. Um, and then you sign it. And then that means I now have a literary agent. But that does not mean you are going to land a book deal. And I think that this is a very, very important distinction. Just because you have an agent does not mean that your book will be published. <laughs> and that is like, that's very important. I mean, that's a really very Im- important distinction to stipulate honestly yeah uh that is that's critical and again um and i think you know ria said this before but i i understand the time commitment that goes into writing the manuscript i know the time commitment that goes into rewriting the manuscript i know the time commitment that goes into editing and polishing and getting it ready for submission this first step of even getting to the point where you're, I mean, as Rhea said, we're talking like a month to six weeks is standard. Th- then once you have an agent, another waiting game begins. So yeah. like, oh, yes. you really need to prepare, you need to get real fucking zen about, uh, and this is another thing we see, I see all the time, particularly with fiction writers, they take the time to rewrite that last draft to incorporate all the notes to get it ready to submit and then all of a sudden when that happens then they're in a rush and in yes, my mind yes, i'm like yes, you've got yes. it you've got it reversed man this is the part where you got to get fucking zen like this you isn't do. the part where you're suddenly in a hurry cuz that there nothing's going to speed up for you Hey guys, I just want to interrupt this episode to tell you about a very exciting three-hour deep dive workshop I am doing here in Nashville, Sunday, December 12th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So this is just going to be a three-hour deep dive into the nonfiction book proposal methodology how to pick a publication path, what really happens to get published, how you get published, how you make money. Really think about it as a crash course on getting your nonfiction book proposal finished and ready to submit out into the world. I recently did one of these deep dive sessions at WriterFest Nashville and had so much fun offering all the tools that clients pay us one-on-one for, for our three-month services. And instead, (laughs) we crammed it all into a three-hour intensive workshop that was so much fun. It's kind of all I want to do now. So to kick things off before the new year, I thought I would offer one for just $500 a person. Again, Sunday, December 12th, 10 to 1, All you need to do to reserve your spot, because I am limiting it only to six people, is to email me that you are interested at Rhea, R-E-A, at rightwayco.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O.com. Reserve your spot now. Don't want to miss it. It's going to be a blast. Let me tell you, if you want to be traditionally 
publish, nothing moves slower except maybe molasses. <laughs> um, the whole thing, the whole process can take months and months and months. In fact, we have a client that I've been dying to interview on our podcast. She landed an amazing deal with Hachette months and months ago, still hasn't signed the contract. So she hasn't felt comfortable coming on the podcast and talking about it until it is a done deal because it can take so long. So let's talk about that. Say it took you two weeks up to six weeks to get an agent interested. Maybe it took you months. That's fine. Um, because you want to make sure that you are signing with the right agent. So once that is all signed, then from there, your agent, depending on what type of agent they are, they will either go through your manuscript or go through your proposal and apply edits to it. Like maybe it needs to be tweaked. Maybe, you know, a lot of a lot of agents were editors. Um, a lot of them are very hands-on or have people um, within the agency that will kind of like tweak your, your proposal or your manuscript. But if it's pretty clean and is ready to go, um, what they do is they aggregate a list of 10 to 15 editors at publishing houses that you should, your agent should always tell you who they're pitching to, by the way. So then they will get a pitch letter together and they send out an email. So that all of this is really done via email. <laughs> it's based on relationships that an agent and an editor has. And so an agent knows a lot of editors. Um, they should. That's the whole point of their job is to establish relationships with editors and they'll be like, hey, I have this great client. Here's their pitch letter. Let me know if you want to see the proposal or the manuscript. So then the process starts all over again. You send out to editors and you wait. Um, sometimes you'll get requests within a day. Sometimes it'll take a couple of weeks. But just like trying to get an agent, the exact same thing happens. An editor, if they request your material... They then go away for a couple weeks up to a couple of months and they will read your proposal or they will read your manuscript and they will either come back and say, yes, I loved this or no, it's not quite right for me. Now, 99.9% .9 of the time, it will be a no. And that is normal. We have talked about that as well, it, that this, <laughs> this industry is almost all rejection. It's one yes, the rest is rejection. So you will hear no over and over and over again. And that is okay. Because also something to remember, agents send out like their first round of pitches is really that top like A-list team of editors. It might be your dream editors, your dream publishing houses. But if you get like 15 no's, then you can go on to a second round and even a third round. There are a ton of publishers out there. There are a ton of publishing houses. There are a ton of editors. So if you get no's, it really is not that big of a deal. But let's say an editor comes back and they love your manuscript or they love your proposal. From there, same thing like, you know, landing an agent, you will set up a call with them and that is your your time, your agent's usually on it to ask questions, to, you know, see what the editor really loved about your book, to see how they want to position you, how they want to break the book out, what they, you know, what they're thinking, what they're planning. Um, and then from there... That informational call usually, not always, but it usually results in an actual offer for your book. Now that editor has to take your proposal or manuscript back to the sales and marketing team. They have to get everyone to sign off on it. They have to get the publisher to sign off on it. So there's a lot of yeses 
that have to happen. But if they do get those yeses, they will come back to you and they will make you an offer for your book. That might involve no money up front and royalties, or it might involve an advance, which is money they are paying you up front. Um, it just depends. It depends on the publisher. It depends on you know what's important for you, what you've talked to your agent about. But this is when your agent is there to facilitate the deal. So an editor will send over a formal like offer letter and deal. The contract is insane. <laughs> they are there to help negotiate your rights, um, to make sure that everything within the contract looks good. Once you sign it, it can literally take a couple of months for like that contract to actually go through. And then from there, you get a deadline to write your book, usually six months up to a year. And then from there, it's like 12 to 24 months before your book comes out. So as you can see, it takes a shit ton of time and a hell of a lot of patience <laughs> to land an agent, shop it to editors, land a book deal, and then launch a book. It is a very, very, very long process, but I think understanding the way it works understanding all the things that have to happen and all the people that are working to make it happen can help alleviate some of this anxiety because you are not in control of this situation. You are never in control of this situation. Like that's what's so weird with our clients is they work so heavily like one-on-one -on -one with us and they are we're in the trenches with them. And then suddenly it's like, we send them off to, you know, an agent and, and yes, agents are communicative, but you're not like, you know, you're not in touch with them every day and you cannot like send them text every day. And it's not that type of relationship. It is a truly professional relationship. And I think going in there with your eyes wide open, knowing your boundaries, knowing what to expect, knowing how it all works, those are really the first steps. So before you ever have a book to pitch, you need to understand how that process works and what to expect. So you are asking the right questions and you aren't wasting your time, you know, stressing about things that don't really matter. Well, and I I also think like it's important to note that like this is this pod, like not that this podcast isn't supremely valuable information, but this is like a blanket overview of this process. And you, if you are green to it, if you are new to it, it's okay to admit that and it's okay to accept that. And it's okay to immediately go find somebody that has a little bit as knowledge and experience over you and can show you some of the intricacies to like each part. And yeah, we're, we're not saying that like, this is how it works a hundred percent of the time. There are always variations to this process. You and I do not know everything. We are speaking from our own experiences, but there are always, always like different stories that you hear about or how this person found an agent or they got a book deal and their book came out in six months or whatever. So well, and you really have to leave all that behind. You too. do. You can't. You can't. You like do not gauge your experience on someone agent, else's <laughs> uh, ever. And also with representation, I think it's you know uh, across the board. I think this. I think this happens all the time in film and TV lit. I think it happens in lit. I think um, you know it, it happens in a lot of t representation. And you said something excellent before, Rhea, and this is like kind of a whole other, probably a whole other podcast as well, but representation, even state to state in this country is a very hazy 
um, it's a, it's kind of a very hazy relationship between a representative and a client. Um, I know in, in particular with, with a lot of like film and TV lit or even uh, film and TV talent, rules and regulations in different metropolitan areas are different of what they can do for you or what they can do within the industry. You want to be familiar with that. So, and you really want to know, you want to have a really good understanding of what, and we have a, yeah, we do have our, our we'll, we'll link to our past podcasts about what, what you can expect. So many. What you, <laughs> what you shouldn't expect, what you, what, what, what an, what a represent, representative definitely shouldn't expect from you. Like Rhea said, if, if any rep ever asks you for money up front, you've run, got to run for the hills. Run, run. Um, the, you've got to, it's really important to like, to really know all this stuff. Uh, and this is what we always say. What Rhea always says is going with eyes wide open. Um, not only for like expectations, but just in terms of like the scope of what, uh, what certain things are. It's, it, it's very important. And it's also important to know because, because representatives get paid, you know, because they take a cut, because they take their percentage. Once you book a deal, you gotta, you gotta consider your own value to the agency, what that agency's value or that agent's value to you is. You've got to understand what they're capable of. And, you know, Rhea mentioned this earlier too, like emailing your agent every two days to be yep. like, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening. They will let you know when something's happening. They will let you know when something's <laughs> happening. And just because you haven't heard anything doesn't mean the wheels nope. aren't turning. No. So you and have to like get, again, get, I feel like I've said this before, get Zen, get fucking Zen. Oh, and I'm the worst. Like, you know, we just pitched something um, to Audible Originals and I'm literally refreshing my email like every five minutes like oh I just want to hear I just want to hear I just want to hear and I know we're not going to hear it before the holidays probably and my agent was just in town and I told her I was like I had this fantasy that you waited until we were in person and you were going to tell me like all this good news but I mean we had literally just submitted it like a couple of weeks before and I know better but I think it's right. just you know you've worked on this thing you're so excited you're you, excited you wanted to get yeah and it's like you just want to hear that yes but when we hear no's for clients, it, I mean, I swear it sounds so cheesy. I've said it before, but it really does move you closer to that yes, because, I, you know, a lot of clients take it so hard when they get a no. I'm like, you don't want someone who isn't interested and isn't falling over backwards passionately about your book. You want a champion for your work. You don't want someone that's so busy that they probably just skimmed it or had an intern read it. That's not the type of agent that you want. So I think going into it with that integrity and intention of finding the right person, but also understanding the money side of things. We've talked a lot. It's been a long time since we've done a money podcast, actually. But, you know, you might understand how a literary agent works. You might understand how a book gets sold but then so many times you still don't understand how you get paid. Like, okay, my agent makes 15%, but when do I get, when do I get my money? And how does that work? And what should I expect? And when? And these are all things that you need to ask someone about or research so you understand and you're not shocked when, you know, you get your first royalty statement six months later and you're clueless about how many books you've sold and 
that check is a lot less than you expected. You know, sometimes it's a lot more than you expected. But if you're not keeping up with your numbers, if you don't understand how much money per book that you make, if you don't understand how an advance works, these are the things that are the missing pieces for authors that keep us in the dark, that don't empower us to make better decisions about our careers, and don't allow us to think about writing as a career because we're taught that it doesn't make money, that it's so, that's almost impossible, that it's just a, it's just a passion. It's just a pipe dream, which is all utter bullshit. If you know your numbers, like both sales and money, you know how to keep up with that. You know what to expect. You're watching it as you would your own bank account. (laughs) Like it makes a radical radical difference. But most people who want to publish a book, they just want to publish a book. They don't think about all that other stuff. So if you're not willing to think about all that other stuff, then hire someone who is like hire an assistant, hire someone who is really going to get in there and do the nitty gritty on the industry side of things or the business side of things. Because if you don't bring that business attitude to it, it's going to make it a lot harder to make a longstanding career of it. If you have any more specific questions about what we're talking about today. Um, Again, this is, if you're just coming into this and just kind of approaching submitting or pitching, this is a great episode uh, for you to listen to. We'll link to some really great past episodes. That'll be good resources for you. But if you have any other questions, like this is what our, this is what the podcast and this is what our email is there for. Do not hesitate to reach out to us at podcast at rightwayco.com. W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O.com and just hit us up and let us know. Um, ask a question. You know, if there's some you're unclear on, obviously we can, at, at the very least, we can point you to some resources that can help you out. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're on this podcast giving away as much of this information as we can to you for free because we want everybody to know and we want writers to be 100% self-sufficient. Yes, don't be afraid to ask questions. That's where it starts. Hey, thanks again for listening to The Right Way Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment and help us continue to deliver the content you want and need. And for more information about Right Way, visit rightwayco.com to get more info on all our editorial and developmental services and sign up for our weekly newsletter where we'll be sharing exclusive content, access to digital courses, and offering proprietary resources for aspiring and established writers. 